This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that talks about issues that affect your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Anyone who has successfully battled cancer can tell you it is a physically, mentally, and emotionally tasking enterprise. Jennifer Root is a physical therapist at MidMichigan Health's Specialized Cancer Rehabilitation Program, working with cancer patients to help them heal from cancer's debilitating side effects and symptoms. One of the most common symptoms and side effects is fatigue. HealthDose asked Jennifer, what is cancer-related fatigue and who does it affect? Everybody experiences fatigue from time to time, right? When we don't get enough sleep or we've been sick a little bit or we're particularly stressed for a period of time. And so we all have that feeling of exhaustion or weariness, or we just don't feel like doing something particular day. But for most of us, we can kind of sleep it off. We take a nap or we, we take a mental health day at work or we go on vacation and we can recover from that. But for these folks that are dealing with cancer and cancer related treatments, this fatigue is much more persistent and it's really a chronic problem. And it's much more distressing and kind of life encompassing really. It can be a lot more distressing than regular fatigue. So some of the symptoms are similar, meaning you just feel worn out or tired, like you don't have the energy to start something, or maybe when you start it, you just don't have the energy to finish it. Some people will say they just don't have any get up and go or just not like themselves, just heavy, weary, weak, tired, whatever kind of adjectives you put on it. So it's all encompassing. It encompasses physical, emotional, and cognitive exhaustion. So it's much more all encompassing than regular fatigue. Yeah, I think we've all experienced some kind of fatigue in our life that's beyond the daily, I need to go get a good night's sleep. But this is something that cancer patients really struggle with because it impacts every aspect of their life. Right, exactly. It can be all encompassing and pretty much all cancer patients in some way or another experience this. Different studies have shown that over 70%, and in some studies, 100% of the cancer survivors that they've talked to experience this kind of all-encompassing fatigue at some point during their treatment. It doesn't matter seemingly what type of cancer it is. It doesn't matter what type of treatment you're getting, whether it's chemo or radiation or bone marrow transplants or other kinds of biologic therapies. This fatigue seems to cross over the different diagnoses and the different types of treatment. Wherein lies the root cause of this? Is it my body trying to fight the cancer or is it a reaction to perhaps cancer treatment that I'm receiving? Probably both. It's really multifactorial. So there is those physiological issues where the cancer itself might be causing the fatigue. In fact, in some cases, that's the presenting sign of cancer. For cancers such as stomach, lung, pancreatic, and blood cancers, 40% of the people report fatigue as their presenting symptom. The cause might be the cancer itself, but then it also might be the treatments. These treatments are so powerful, whether it's chemotherapy or radiation or bone marrow treatments, involves so much of your body. Obviously it's for a good cause, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of side effects as well. And it affects the other cells in your body. So a disruption in the cells themselves, how they're functioning, a disruption in the hormone levels can cause disruptions in your blood cell count, particularly those red blood cells, that anemia that you might feel. So it can be very much a physiological response to the cancer treatments. But then there's a whole host of other things as well. Poor nutrition, maybe you don't feel like eating or nothing tastes right, or you're not physically able to swallow like you normally would. So there could be nutritional issues that are causing the fatigue could be simply lack of physical fitness. 
it's kind of a self-defeating cycle, right? You don't feel like doing anything. And so you get weaker. And so you lose muscle mass and just simply get cardiovascular deconditioning. Some of the medications themselves have side effects that cause fatigue. Pain could be an issue. So whether that's coming again from the cancer itself or coming from the treatments or other reasons, maybe they had rotator cuff issues even beforehand, but now that just complicates things and, and pain might be contributing to this factor. And then of course, there's the emotional aspect of it, right? There's the anxiety and the worry, fear of what's happening and what the outcome will be. So all these factors kind of layer in and many of them are compounding on each other, right? If you're worried, you don't sleep. If you don't sleep, you're not going to feel energy. Then you don't feel like doing anything. And so then you feel guilty because you're not doing the things you think you should be able to do. And so it's this big cycle. What's the role of a specialized cancer rehabilitation program and how can that help me with cancer-related fatigue? Well, so just as the cause of the fatigue is multifactorial, so too is our treatment plan. So we can work with the patients in figuring out just what factors are all contributing to this. So if it's nutrition, maybe we need to have them see a nutritionist. If pain is the chief factor, maybe we get to the bottom of what's causing the pain and try to alleviate that. If sleep deprivation is part of the problem, we can give coaching on sleep hygiene, which basically means tips and tricks to get a good night's sleep or to try and get a better night's sleep. We can offer advice on what's called energy conservation techniques, which is basically a way of looking through your tasks for the day and deciding what things are the most important to you and prioritizing those things and spending the energy that you do have on the things that matter the most. But really, the clear winner in how we treat cancer-related fatigue is exercise, which might seem completely counterintuitive. Like if I'm telling a patient who's too tired to make dinner that they need To exercise, they might think that I'm absolutely crazy, but I've seen it help time and time again, where these folks who are willing to make the effort and willing to try and put forth the effort to do some exercise with me here in therapy or on their own at home, really find that they experience more energy at the conclusion of the exercise session than not. I hear it all the time where patients come into my clinic and they'll say to me, Jennifer, I don't even know why I'm here. I really don't want to be here today. I'm miserable, but... I had an appointment with you. And so here I am. And at the end of our session, they, they're like, I'm so glad I came. I feel so much better. And they're always in better spirits and they're happy that they came. So it's really fun to be able to help and to be able to see that. And then the objective measures that we follow for these folks also show good improvement. So if they're willing to go through these programs, we see increased muscle strength and increased cardiovascular endurance, and they report that their fatigue levels are down and their overall functionality improves. This is really fun to watch. So do you have any concrete examples of how this might impact a cancer patient? Oh, sure. I had a gentleman this summer that was so fun to work with. So he came to us in June with a diagnosis of stage four lymphoma, and he had completed about a six-month course of chemotherapy and was just really struggling to do the basics of daily life. He was using a cane all the time. He could really hardly get around his apartment. He had reported that his standing tolerance was about five minutes. And his presenting diagnosis from his physician was fatigue and multiple falls because he had indeed fallen a variety of times over the course of the winter and spring. And he had a pretty lofty goal, which was to get back to work. And he had a pretty high functioning job. And to be perfectly honest, I thought, I don't think so, buddy. (laughs) But of course, (laughs) I didn't say that. We talked about his goals and uh, we'll work towards it. So we set up a treatment plan 
And we did a focus on, we call it like circuit training, where we did little bits of movement. Maybe we started off as maybe 20 seconds of a particular activity and then he'd rest. And we brought in strength and conditioning and balance and gait training or walking training. Initially, we'd have to monitor his vital signs really closely because his heart rate would just skyrocket during simple activities. And so we'd have to stop and let his heart rate come back down and, and then try again. And again, I'm thinking, there's no way we're going to get to these goals of yours. But he's completed 22 sessions of therapy over the course of the summer. And I tell you what, if I didn't see it with my own eyes, I really wouldn't believe it because he did so well. By the end of that, he was walking in the community without a cane. He was stable. He hadn't fallen at all during that time. His balance confidence, as he reported, went from a 34% to an 83%. And he did indeed go back to his job. And it was just so fun to walk with him through that journey. So obviously, you can't spend all your time in physical therapy in a clinical setting. What are some of the things that we can do at home to help battle fatigue? Well, first of all, just being able to name it and know that this is a normal part of the cancer treatment program can be really helpful. And I might give folks the words to say to be able to talk to their family members about how they're feeling and justification maybe even to accept help that someone might offer. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Sometimes it's hard to accept help when it's offered. And by hearing that it's normal and and understanding that this is a part of the process might give someone the okay to accept help. But another home technique might be those energy conservation techniques. So it's essentially thinking through your daily tasks and figuring out what matters to you the most. What do you really want to spend your energy on? And then figuring out which of those tasks you might be able to delegate to someone else or to accept help from a family member who's offered and you didn't know what to tell them, but maybe thinking through what you could let someone else do for you. And then thinking through the things that for a season you do give up and you let it go without guilt. So kind of prioritizing those types of things. And then just simply trying to build in little by little more activity or more exercise in your daily activities around the house. Like maybe it's just walking a lap of the living room and hallway or making the effort to go get the mail yourself or little simple things that you can do to build into your day. And over the course of time, building up from there. I know it might sound crazy to people, but those little activity things, those little bits of exercise really can help over time. So when is it important for a person to seek help? Because unfortunately, the way fatigue works is you don't wake up one day just really fatigued. It comes on slowly, kind of like putting that frog in cold water and putting heat to it before you know it, the frog is cooked. (laughs) Right. So it's really when it becomes limiting the activities you want to be able to do. So whether that's just house tasks, activities around the home, or when you're ready to start going out in the community or ready to start going back to work, a lot of the patients that I see have completed their course of chemotherapy or radiation. And on paper, they're done with cancer treatment and they're ready to go back to life, but really they're not. And so that's really a pivotal time where we could be of assistance to help you get over that last hump and get back to your normal. But that said, I have also worked with patients in the midst of their chemotherapy or their radiation or whatever treatment it is. And even then, if they want help, we can certainly offer it. And there's really not a bad time to ask for help if this seems to be taking over your life. And besides the concept of fatigue and its solution, that being perhaps more activity, that's something that we're all going to need at every stage of our life. Right. 
studies have shown that this cancer-related fatigue can last up to five to 10 years after treatment. So as we see more and more cancer survivors, which is a great thing as cancer treatments themselves improve and we're seeing people survive cancer and live a lot longer, we also see some of these effects long-term. So really at any point, right from diagnosis in the middle of treatment or on through many years after your treatment, you can still get help for these kinds of things. Now, I'm not the only one who sees how rehab can benefit patients experiencing cancer-related fatigue. There's been several recent studies that list exercise as the number one treatment for cancer-related fatigue. In fact, the National Comprehensive Cancer Network lists exercise and yoga as category one interventions for cancer-related fatigue, meaning that the intervention is appropriate based on high-level evidence and consensus. So we are happy to help. <laughs> that is physical therapist Jennifer Root from MidMichigan Health's Specialized Cancer Rehabilitation Program. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org doctors. And to learn more about MidMichigan's rehabilitation services, go to midmichigan.org rehab. To learn more about MidMichigan's cancer services, visit midmichigan.org cancer. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another episode of Health Dose.